Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Here we go. Arrested, jailed, harassed, but not silenced. Shandor's here with me. We're going to take as long as it takes to hear his takes on what happened the other day, spending 24 hours in a cold cement jail cell. I know what that's like. I don't want to be there again. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Here's where you find them. On the fake book, here's where you find. It's a new, a brand new. I, I'm surprised how many trolls find this guy. It's a brand new profile. He's already got the trolls chirping him. Here's him on the tweeter, the tweeter, uh, at WTF Niagara for those following on the podcast that don't see exactly what we're doing. Oh, I should probably record this on the Zoom. Even though I'm recorded in, in the native, what happened? Record on this computer. Okay, good. Shandor, dude, thanks for your time. I know uh, you've been pretty busy trying to get your life back together, so uh, I appreciate you coming in. What's going on? How you feeling? Good. Get my head back together. My mm-hmm. life's all right. Yeah. All right. So we kind of we've heard this from the beginning before. So let's pick up where we left off uh i talked to you the morning before we did a show together and uh i think my last question to you was what's it going to take until the impact on you your life your wife and your family and your child is too much for you to take and you talked to me about the canadian canary in the coal mine uh coal mine coal mined. that's probably more fitting so uh, are you feeling any different than you were before you spent 24 hours in a cold jail cell in Niagara Falls? I guess you could say I am a little. <laughs> a little. I guess you could say. Piquito. I mean, I'm now bound by bail conditions, and they have demonstrated that they're willing to enforce it uh, to the full extent of their power uh, within that system. So it was either... I agree by conditions of bail to not hold a megaphone, not to go to city hall, not talk to Colin, um, or they 
proceed beyond to Thorold uh, to wait till my trial day, which could be months and months away. All right, so tell us what happened then. Just give us a full rundown of what happened. You went down to St. Catharines to speak at another event, and uh, then on the way home, I understand they picked you up on the street while you're walking with your family and threw you into cuffs. Yeah, I mean, the story really starts maybe on April 10th um, at uh, Chrome Artistic Barbering where a 1,000 or 2,000 people met for a protest. Mm -hmm. And you were there, and you were ticketed for being there. I was there and I was ticketed for being there. And actually we were, the fact that we were ticketed was, was released in the news before we even got our tickets. Yeah. But anyway, so, uh, 2000 people marched salon to salon, uh, on April 10th and the local politicians lost their minds and, uh, started calling for the fining and arrests of the organizers and anyone who participates, anyone who's out and about at these events. And so, uh, there was a lot going on uh, at that time. Obviously, the third lockdown had just started. Um, the the store, half the stores had been closed. Uh, you know, the, the non-essential business, all of the extensions to the police powers. So there was a lot of reason for people to want to demonstrate uh, directly, and you know, on the streets. So on April 10th they did, and then also on April 17th they did. And after April 17th, um, Alicia Herder and Colin McDonald were charged with common nuisance. And so that was prior to that, I was a, an observer and casual participant in the, in the movement, you know, the, the, the gatherings and the protests. Um, but I had been identified just for being prominent um, by the bylaws and by the media to receive tickets and summonses. So just for walking with the group, I received a summons for two summonses for a hundred thousand dollars and one year in jail. If, uh, if they're statutory, obligations were fulfilled and so uh, uh and meanwhile in the media you know chair bradley and, and walter senzik were saying and, and grant laflesh were saying these people should be arrested they could be arrested arrest them and uh and so their clear bullying and intimidation was taking place and i um wasn't going to put up with that and so i I took the, the steps of producing posters and organizing plans, and we had a protest on, on May 1st. Now, I didn't do that single-handedly, but I was willing to own it because, right. in a way, I wanted to see if they were if they were really for real about this intimidation racket right. they're running. So, And, uh, oh, they are. Oh, they're for real, mm-hmm. all right. Um, and where was it? Well, let me just ask you, is, is, has anything changed now? You're defiantly uh, breaking the conditions of the Form 10 that you didn't agree to, you didn't sign, and you... Doesn't out. matter. Yeah. That okay. was my own ignorance. Okay. I, uh, it, they have the power to accuse me of a crime, walk up to my property, inform me that they've accused me of the crime, and inform me what I can't do. And there's nothing I can do about it. I can't sue them. No judge is going to hear it. It's just going to be like, well, that's the that's the system. The alternative was you could have been in jail until your trial. So count yourself lucky. Mm. Count yourself lucky that you can't use a microphone. You can't go to protests. You can't make posters asking people for peaceful assembly. Or you'd be in jail. Okay, so tell me. I'd be in jail. I'd be in jail. So are you uh, going to abide by the old conditions of the Form 10? moving forward yeah 
Okay. I mean, what's the 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 form ten? The only difference between the form ten conditions and the bail conditions was the inclusion of Colin McDonald's name. Okay. Yeah, and for the record, Colin McDonald had nothing to do with May first or May eighth. He 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 walked with us May first. He spoke without a megaphone May first, right. and they charged him a second time for common nuisance. So they 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 just they he just showed up and walked, and they charged him with criminal charges that he has to face in court for common nuisance. All he did is talk. Okay. All he did is talk. So, That's what they've done. So how is and what so we're... That, that happened on May 5th, the day after I got my charges on May 4th. So I, I know we're a little bit all over the place here, but I wanted to really contextualize that this uh, this starts in a... This starts in a, a political movement that has that has been dwindled down and suppressed through intimidation. Um, and I was the only idiot dumb enough to, to prove that they're for real. Um, you know, I was the only guy who was actually like, oh, really? Are you really going to do that? Okay, let's do it. Right. And, uh, oh, they did. All right. So how is talking to me any different? Uh, this doesn't break your bail conditions then? No, the publication ban applies to uh, publications as defined by, by Canadian law. And, uh, you know, this is a, this is a podcast. And this is social media. So as long as I don't say, hey, guys, meet here or there, uh, oh, okay. this and that, then I'm in the clear. So and as long as you don't turn your your, uh, your audio up too loud to consider this to be an amplification device. <laughs> All right. Just so to be clear then, uh, talking about the arrest is not covered under the publication ban. So basically what you were arrested well, for. It's been... the St. Catherine standard. <laughs> okay. So, so they... you get the exclusive, Jim. You're getting the exclusive. You are Niagara's number one journalist now because you get the real story, <laughs> unedited, unfiltered, straight to the people. That's what. You, that, so congratulations to Jim Fannin for creating a platform. Thank you for, for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, this is right up my alley, and I, I've got a lot of time for guys like you and anybody else that's got a story to tell that is getting crushed by the mainstream media. And, you know, a friend of mine hey, what's put your it, Patreon? Tell uh, me. Tell me, I want, I want to support Jim Fannin. Yeah, Patreon.com slash free speech, if you can believe that. I actually was lucky enough to secure slash that. Slash free speech, how perfect. Yeah. How perfect since I, I was literally arrested for my speech. So just to be clear then, you, the publication ban is what I considered it to be, a publication ban on your arrest, but it's not. I mean, usually we, we see publication bans that protect certain people normally, and that's the... Uh, Look, well, during my bail hearing, you could have had LaFlash or Sawchuck live tweeting. So that's why there was a publication ban. You could have had them saying, uh, anti-masker idiot uh, makes himself a fool uh, in the editorial pages. So that's why you have a publication ban. So okay. it's not just to cover their ass. Uh, and to damper the the story, it's also to uh, to protect me as a as an accused. Right. You know, I am innocent until until proven guilty. Oh. Uh, at least supposedly, I don't have my my rights to a megaphone until I'm proven innocent. Right. But as far as my freedom, walking about and enjoying the sunshine and my time with my family, I still have that. All right, so let's uh, back up then and let's get back to uh, what we came here to talk about. But thanks for setting the stage. I mean, it's important that we understand yeah, where this is going, stage. especially the, that the host does, because as soon as I saw a public publication ban, I'm like, wait, that's to protect the accused. 
or to to, to protect a fair trial. And apparently so. I mean, I, I regret if my my initial, uh, uh, oh my gosh, they have a publication ban too. Right. Well, I've I've learned that that's that's not just like, you know, I had no answers for all week. So I mean, this happened last Saturday. Today it's Friday. Um, I didn't get out until until Sunday evening. So I mean, I've been I've been I've been coping with the experience all week, um, the entire time. Pure, just all I can do is is cope with, deconstruct and analyze and process and uh, so forth. Um, it's been various stages, and yeah, I'm still defiant. I mean, I have uh, I'm not defiant uh, in the sense that I want to go back into a, a cement box for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still alive. I still have my voice. And in fact, probably my, probably my ability to express myself will be sharpened and enhanced. And instead of uh, spending my times in perhaps futile protests, I may spend my time in, in video production or communication directly or other, other venues that I still have available to me. So not, not all is lost, uh, but certainly, you know, I think that they showed their character. I called them a paper tiger and uh, they showed that they have some claws and teeth and that's, but you know, I'm still here. I think they did show their character in, in what they've done here. Um, it's totally egregious and absurd to take a nonviolent, entirely peaceful individual who actually worked with police in order to make sure that everyone was safe in a, in a, in a civic square city hall in a, in a political speech, which is protected political speech. And then, to arrest that individual in, in front of his wife and, and baby and detain him, that's me, for 24 hours, mm-hmm. um, 18 hours until my bail hearing, and six hours after my bail hearing, they, they kept me. Uh, so there was no urgency to get me out the door once it was all settled. It was like, oh, yeah, uh, we'll keep you for as long as you want. How's that for a paper tiger, pal? I mean, nobody said that. Uh, nobody said that. But I did, I did make a speech uh, at City Hall saying, like, hey, you know, I reject your form 10 and they're like, Oh, do you? So, you know, here we are. Mm-hmm. Got some clips. Ex- explain. Let's the, get some context. Yeah, some good. Visual context. First explain the paper tiger for those that don't understand it. Well, a paper tiger is like a decoy. It's a, it's a concept to intimidate the enemy so that, you know, instead of, uh, instead of going through that part of the brush, you think there's a tiger there. So you go around it, you go the other way. And so I chose to go, you know, into the, into the bush of the paper tiger. Um, and you know, I got some paper cuts for it. Hmm. Okay. Now, before we get into the clips, Oh, sorry. You cut out there a little bit. Um, give us the, if it's not too traumatic for you, I don't say that lightly. Give us the, the play by play on what happened after you got picked up. I think there's a lot of people that haven't heard this story. And I don't think you want to tell it too many yeah. times, but yeah, tell us exactly. And you want to get to that, but that's like after the, after a couple of the clips, let's just get through the first set of visuals and remind us about the form 10. Cause it's, we got to stay a little bit chronological in order for me to get there. Uh, Cause then I'd have to backtrack a lot in my head. I mean, so basically on, on May 4th, after the first speech, I mean, we haven't seen the visuals of, of the first speech, have we? No, um, where I'm re- wearing red, um, you know, these are, I think we need but to, it's not just, okay, it's up now, because we would be represented already, your mic's still we hot, we are not though. being represented, 
the media is this. If you lie about us, why wouldn't you think we're, you're lying to us? Yeah. You lie about us all the time. Yeah, there you go. So. Go ahead. That was the same uh, the same speech where Eli spoke, and we saw that clip last week. That was the same location. Uh, it's at the cenotaph, which was which was uh, scandalized needlessly. Um, and so basically, there you go. It's just a guy giving a political speech next to a Canadian flag. It's not a crime taking place. This is uh, the very fact I was willing to take the megaphone and speak up. Just my point of view, right or wrong. And, and maybe it wasn't the most articulate version of my views, but it was the best I could do at the time. Uh, there it is. Uh, that's criminal. Um, we marched through the city, and you have a live stream of all of that, or at least you did. And uh, uh, the, I worked with the police on that, meaning I, I called them. I told them of the route. I told them the plan. Double-checked on the route uh, prior to marching. And then we all marched safely through the city for about, what was it, 45 minutes? That, again, isn't a common nuisance. So uh, from there, uh, uh, police came to my house a few days later. Um, and again, Alicia and, and, and Colin had received their Form 10s. And, uh, and basically, I was at this point asking for mine. And so they came and delivered it. And so we can take a, take a look at what that felt like, if you have that ready, too. I do. Um, is there anything more you want to see in this first clip? Uh, I have a right to freedom of expression, and uh, that was only my second speech on a megaphone, and I'm grieved that I can't spend the rest of the summer uh, honing the craft. Mm. All right. Is there anything you want to see in this first speech here? Or no? We're done with it? This clip? Done. Okay. Yeah. All right, what's up next here? We got uh, rejecting the Form 10, right? Rejecting the Form 10 like a cocky uh, little bastard. And this comes from the WTF Niagara YouTube page. So you do have a YouTube page up there as well, right? I do. We'll put the links up later. In the, in WTF the, Niagara. We'll put cool. the links up later in the uh, show description or the yeah, video description. Here we go. Hey. For a second? I guess you're gonna. Is it okay if I come up here? Uh, I'll come down and we'll talk face to face. How are you? So I'm just gonna get an image of what you're doing here. No problem. Hi guys. Hey, how are you? All right. So what's going on? So again, uh, you're being uh, arrested for two offenses, and I'll get oh, you the paperwork, okay. and I'll explain you for this. Okay. If you have any questions throughout this, you let me know. Okay. So the offense number one is common nuisance, uh -huh. and that's section 180. Sub 1, sub she A, this, huh? and she second charge is disobey court order 127, yeah. sub 1. Okay. okay. So i got to read you a couple things. Disobeying the court order, so that's the... That's the original charge, the peace bond that you're on. Ah, uh, of course. Okay, so I'm arresting you for... But not, not common detaining me? Disobey court order. Am I detained? Should I get some socks? It's my duty to ensure you that you have... I found it interesting that Should she I did, get some socks? She didn't answer your question so I, when I you didn't said... I really believe what was happening. Sorry, go ahead. Well, she didn't answer your question directly when you asked her, am I being detained? She just kept talking. Yeah, it was really very shady situation. And considering I had done nothing wrong, it was hard to take it seriously as if, as if I should take it seriously. It wasn't at all the arrest I was expecting because prior... 
they showed they eventually as we know showed me the the arrest i was expecting but at this time this wasn't at all like this seemed like a couple of bureaucrats showing up with uh, some paperwork and and commanding me not to use the internet as i had been and as you can see skip ahead maybe three minutes you'll see uh the other officer uh, go through what my form 10 conditions are but we may not not need to you know the only thing there is i was um i was i, I basically said why don't i just burn that in front of you because i right I, I sincerely don't understand how the state can show up at my property and tell me to stop using a megaphone i still don't understand that i at this point the reality is if i do use a megaphone they will abduct me again <laughs> i don't use the word arrest they won't arrest me again because arrest is lawful. They will unlawfully abduct me, and they have a system which will not protect me and instead will go along with it. So that is what it is, folks. <laughs> I guess that's all you need to know from the clip ten, from the Form 10 video. All right, let's uh, um, hit a little bit more. You have right to retain counsel and instruct counsel without delay. You have your right to counsel on any lawyer you wish. Yes. You know they say that. Well, what is that supposed to mean? Why don't I do that right away? Mm-hmm. You have the right to retain counsel. All right. Why didn't you just give me a call? Anyway, obviously they're not need. I don't know if they think this is like, if they think this is a, a um, reasonable escalation, like, oh, we didn't show up and handcuff you at first. So you should have taken the hint. So the fact that the second time you use your rights and exercise your rights, we do handcuff you. Well, you should have seen that coming and known that's, that's what we would do. It's like, uh yeah i guess we should take a look at what uh what i sounded like and what i said on uh on may 8th i want to see this next cop first we're gonna go ahead here okay document one peace bond (laughs) so yes these are what we called your undertaking your promises okay promises in in order for you to be released in order for me to be released okay you know you can sign or choose not to we already found right There's a court date for you on the 28th of June, 2021 at 9 a.m. Yes. Okay. You have to go to 59 Church Street in St. Catharines, Ontario, and attend courtroom number three. Okay. There's a couple conditions here that you have to agree to. And Why do I have to? Because if you don't, then you'll be breaching your undertaking. Yeah. Okay, which is the what the conditions are. Yeah. And if you don't follow those, you could be arrested. Right. Okay. Well, what okay. if I just don't? And right. The consequence is exactly that. You could be arrested. Okay. <laughs> Why aren't I being arrested right now? You are arrested. Well, I mean, I mean, if I walked away, you'd, you'd tackle me and stuff? No, Hopefully not. you right now, sir. Okay. Oh, no, I'm just trying to understand yeah, how no detained problem. am I? No problem. Uh, You're not free to go. Does that make sense? For the, Until this is done? Yes. Okay. So this is, before we get ahead and get into these debates. Okay, so the conditions that you have are, you must not communicate directly or indirectly with someone named Colin McDonald. Huh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Why him? Pardon? Why him? That's I, I, to be honest, I, I don't know. That's great. So this is I'm, I'm going right. through this yeah. with you. The, I didn't do the investigation, All so right. I'm telling you. Please what the do. Are. I appreciate. Okay. That. You must not enter these areas. Okay. Oh. So I'm, I'm gonna, oh, hang on. Here, let me just read it to you, man. Yeah. Before we go, over <laughs> we can get. We get. You're not free to go. I'm just, just get my okay. drink. <laughs> you must not enter the areas within 50 yes. meters of the St. Catherine City wow. Hall, which is located at 50 Church Street. Okay. Oh, really? Okay, and you must not enter the areas within 50 meters of the War Memorial Cenotaph, located at 6 St. Paul Street, and 6 St. Paul Street West in St. Catharines. Fascinating. Okay, so you're aware of those now, right? You can't go to those two places. 
Uh-huh. Okay. I'm told I can't go to those two places. Right. According to this, the undertaking, uh-huh. you cannot go there or else you could be arrested. Uh, that'd be fun. Okay. Well, I, I doubt it. Okay. So well, the next one is you must for comply you with the following conditions. Okay. You do not possess any sound amplification equipment capable of Careful broadcasting what you wish to for a crowd, folks. including <laughs> but not limited to microphones, amplifiers, and bullhorns. Do not enter the area within 50 meters of where sound amplification equipment capable of broadcasting to a crowd, including but not limited to microphones, amplifiers, and bullhorns are being used. Do not post, send, or deliver content on social media, electronic or physical. And You know what? This is part of the intimidation uh, factor here where you've got so many people that are aligned, right? You've got the media, you've got the chief of police who uh, the NRP answer to. Then you've got regional council, Bradley, guys like Senzik, and mainstream media. Everyone's colluding to make sure the narrative is what they want it to be. And here you stand, and this is why I was apprehensive about this, because I figured if they're coming for me the way they came for you, I don't want my Form 10 to have this on it. Like, I can't broadcast anymore. They thought you, you were reckless with your bullhorn. Maybe they think I'm reckless with my with my broadcasting. So that's what I was fearing. But then, and again, they've got us at a disadvantage because the intimidation is is so effective because we don't have the knowledge of the law. We don't know exactly what's enforceable. You know, a friend of mine keeps saying to me, yeah, but that's against the law. That's against the Constitution. And I'm like, dude, no one is following it through these procedures. They're going around like a Gestapo handing out. I shouldn't use that word because it's kind of it doesn't relate well, but handing out uh, forms and tickets and summonses and criminal charges when we don't have the legal mind to know what we can do and what what we can't do. Like, I mean. I haven't seen these guys with my yeah. summons. They, they are the velvet glove of the Gestapo. Hmm. They are the Gestapo. They're the velvet glove of the Gestapo. The fines, the bylaws. What do you do if you don't pay your fines? You don't show up to court. Go to jail. You go to the cement box. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they, they, they relate it well. Mm-hmm. Gestapo is here. Relate it well. Because the first they come with the velvet glove and then they send you to the cement box. Any advertisement encouraging or advising of gatherings in a public place of more than Ontario Public Health guidelines. So the next, the, the, Let me so catch you that one? one. You're gonna get a copy of this, so you can read all of it. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't have microphones. Post, send, deliver content on any social media, electronic or physical, any. Here. Take Why this. don't I just burn that in front of you? <laughs> I'm just asking, why don't I just Here, burn this in front of you? Why would I go, ever go, go consent to this? You, you, you don't have to consent to it. That's what the rules are. The rule, well, so we tell me the government showing me up, showing up my house to tell me what I can and can't post on the internet. Right. Right. That's exactly confirmed. Thank you, sir. Okay. Right. Confirmed. You're required to appear on the 9th day of June, uh-huh. 2021, 11:30 a.m. I will give you credit for your adrenaline control because this has got to be incredibly difficult and your pulse has got to be raised to the point of, like, you shaking on your own front porch. So good for you, man. Well, it's, uh, the, I'm good at performance, but after the show, I do lose my mind quite mm. often, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. All right? So, like, yeah, I really when, when the camera's running, I'll be like, oh, this is what's going on. But when I'm... When I'm uh, when I'm uh, 
filled with doubt and, and, and I'm set, I'm still, I still, my adrenaline does get to me. So I thank you. It's good to be able to handle the moment, but they do get to me after it's, I'm not super cool. I'm actually really upset watching this. Sorry. I'm not like, this is really upsetting. Um, you know, I posted the clip that you just played a little two and a half minute clip on my, on my Facebook, uh, right after this happened. And then the next day, my entire Facebook account was deleted. So this video had over a hundred shares in less than 24 hours. And a lot of people saying, Oh my God, look what's happening. Right. And then suddenly poof, it was gone. So I just wanted to add that little tidbit that, uh, imagine being me and having 10 years of Facebook work and I'm a pretty creative digital guy. I mean, we're also talking about my, my business account and my, and my, uh, and my, uh, my rap. So, mm -hmm. so I can't, I can't go to and rap anymore. I, not that I was gonna, but that's now, I guess my form 10 would mean I can't hold the microphone, which means I can't be a rapper. Wow. So think about that actually. Anyway, so Let's center ourselves. Uh, let's feel clean, cool. I'm still free. Still got a voice. I'm still alive. My baby's beautiful. Mm. You're beautiful. Indeed. Hello, people. All right. <laughs> Message I came out with at City Hall on May 8th was do not be afraid. And then they put me in the tank. And then I came out again and I said, do not be afraid. Uh, I, I have the paper cuts of the paper tiger, but I'm still here. And it happened to me because it, I can handle it. Mm. It didn't happen to you because maybe you can't. It happened to me because I can. I asked for it. I put myself in that position. I said this event is going to happen. And they said, no, it isn't. And they, so we're clashing. We have a clash between myself and the, and the, and the bullies. But I mean, I did choose to stand up to them and you know, so it's my, as they may say, it's it's uh, it's my burden to bear in a way. But I, and so I appreciate any support that anyone that uh, you know can provide in terms of uh, advocacy on my behalf, or 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 even just like, hey, good job, buddy. Like I do appreciate all that stuff. I do get a lot of hate elsewise uh, uh, from the from the public, but um, that's tell, on them. I tell think. us about the adver the adverse reaction of the sheep out there that don't consider what you're doing to be virtuous and don't see that you know one day they're going to come for them and no one's going to be there anymore uh well i mean just a word of like uh schadenfreude uh, knowing that i was suffering and, and finding satisfaction in that a pleasure in my in my pain um you know just oh my god he's in jail tonight there's a lot of Really, Twitter, Twitter people are much more horrible to me than Facebook people. And uh, so that is what it is. Um, but uh, that's not new. <laughs> that's not new. It is a little bit, um, it is a bit of awkward creating content knowing that there's a, there's a audience of consumers who are haters and will, will manipulate that content to insult you. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is a bit of a, Okay, here we go. Every time I tweet, there's some uh, schmuck is going to say something terrible to me. Okay, you know, so that is a little bit hampering. Mm -hmm. um, but just try to say effective, useful things and and not worry about worry about that too much. Um, ultimately, what I'm worried about is the courts. I'm worried about if the courts are going to. I mean, it's gotten this far. How? Why wouldn't they go all the way at this point? It concerns me. I mean, everyone's like, "Oh, you're not going to get convicted." I'm like, "Wait a second." I gave a speech to 60 people at City Hall 
and they gave the orders and followed them. Mm -hmm. Orders were pick them up, bring them to the tank. And everyone was all totally on board with it. So and we're seeing this in more than one place too, especially in the States where the public outcry seems to affect the verdict. So there's no reason to believe that this judge in this system and this whole process is corrupt beyond measure and that you'll go down for all of it. There's, there's no reason to believe that it wouldn't happen. That's right. Um, now, I, uh, we've all thought that we have a good, a good case to make in terms of freedom of expression, freedom of assembly, but it seems that it will still be, and maybe that's true. Maybe we're totally in the clear and we should be, but uh, it's still going to be months and months away, if not a whole year. Uh, because of what the trial system is going through, mm -hmm. if not even longer. And until then, my bail conditions apply. So for even if it's an election year, I can't go out and have a political speech. You know, no under no conditions can I have a political speech. Uh, of course, the, the bail conditions do say, unless uh, lawful excuse, it's right there at the bottom of the Form 10, and it's the bottom of the bail conditions. You can't do these things unless you have lawful excuse. And so that's why May, May 8th's event was called Peaceful Assembly for Freedom of Expression. And, and all of my comments pertained to why a freedom of assembly is necessary, specifically that Facebook and corporations are intermediated communication. And we need, I never use the phrase, but this is true, we need direct democracy. We need direct, on the ground, people talking to people without the, all the systems and yada yada so that i made that point and i think that's a fair point to make at a peaceful assembly to justify its very existence as if i have to justify it um considering that it's one of our foundational principles there's no let's one, take a listen there's no one under these restrictions yeah. that is treating it lightly other than like i mean you flaunted uh, flouted it intentionally and went out there almost seeking to see what would happen. But I know of no one that's under these restrictions that's not taking them seriously. They're all pretty much abiding by the you're guilty until proven innocent, not you're innocent until proven guilty, which is the way it should go. This is fascinating yeah. and scary from the standpoint that, you know, I always wondered if you're innocent until proven guilty, then why do they print the names of the drunk drivers before they have a trial? You know, there's no saying that, that they're they've been convicted and have, they've had due process. I don't know. Maybe that's a bad example because nobody wants to I think give it's drunk drivers. Gone a, over the legal limit and that's scientifically verifiable immediately. And we still don't have your day in court. So I just, I go back to this and I go, okay, so you've been accused of a crime. You've not had your due process. You've not been tried and convicted, but you're still guilty under the law because you can't see certain people. You can't do certain things. You might be uh, banned from uh, working. Come on, man. This is just, it, it's its spooky the way this is rolling. And what's more disheartening for me is that so many people are like, yeah, good on him. You know, this is why we're still under lockdown because of these people. I'm pretty sure that Shandor has not transmitted COVID to anyone, anywhere. <laughs> you would have to have it to transmit it, right? Well, I don't go out much. Uh, there's nowhere to go. Um, and nothing to do. I, I go to the grocery store once a month and I go get like convenience store once a week. Like, mm -hmm. so you're welcome world. I've already stayed home and saved lives. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd like our lives back. Uh, I'd like to be a full and complete human being and a good father. I mean, I'm, I'm a good father in terms of taking care of the kid, 
well, what kind of man am I growing into being? What kind of baby is he going to be? What kind of example am I setting? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a homebody. I'm a homebody by law. I have to be a homebody. I'm not out adventuring to show a good example of how you adventure. Uh, what am I doing? What can we do? Uh, and what's another decade of this? I don't know. How long is it going to be? When are we going to get control of our society back? Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems that my efforts have been in vain. Um, they've been demonstrative in so in so much that they've they've maybe illustrated the parameters or the or the contours of our of our collective experience, but they haven't necessarily influenced them in the direction that I've been attempting to. Um, it all seems to be slipping away. It seems that I lost my freedoms by exercising them. Um, had I never spoken into a megaphone, I'd still be allowed to speak into a megaphone. Brother, what it's going to take, my mother, who's been gone about 11 years now, and bless her soul, would say, and had said to me several times, she was frustrated by my, um, I hate to use activism, but, you know, when I ran for the Green Party, that was what it was. I was not running to be elected. I mean, I love when people describe me as a failed politician. No, we didn't fail. We we did a decent job. But she would say to me, you know, who cares who the mayor is? Like, seriously, how does it affect your life? Why do you feel like you have to stop a guy like Walter Senzik to put yourself in the line of fire? And you know what? I almost did it again in this federal election. I got so high on Max Bernier and his party that I almost put myself in that realm again. And she would say, like, who cares? Go to work. Take care of yourself. In your case, take care of your wife and your baby. You know, make some money. Do what you were doing before because what are you going to be able to do about it? Yeah, Jim, that's over, though. She needs to tell tell your mom uh, through through the the spirit that uh, remind her that this is now 2021 and the, the old methods of coping are over. They... They've come to our property to take our lives from us at this stage. This isn't an opt-out scenario. Mm. So we are in 2021. This isn't like this isn't like it's 1989 and you can just go and, and just ignore politics. They, politics is now taking over our lives. Uh, has taken over our lives th- thoroughly all the way through. So I, I appreciate that. I wish I could opt out. Uh, I, I, all I did is go for a walk. All you did is go for a walk. They put our names in the newspaper and gave us fines and tickets and are sending us to court. Maybe we would have given up on protests because it wasn't going anywhere. Mm. Now we can't give up. There is no opt-out. There is no opt-out. Mm. I wish I could opt-out. All I want to do is live my life that I would like to continue making video games. But if I'm going to take care of my baby, I need not to live in a communist society. Guess what? Our borders are closed. I can't even go to Alberta. And if I go to Alberta, Alberta sucks. And I can't, if I go to Nova Scotia, Nova Scotia sucks. Okay? Mm. So we're like prisons inside of prisons. So I can't extricate myself from a bad situation like I might have in 2019 or in 2015. Uh, all of the coping I, I uh, coping mechanisms I had in my life have been stripped from me, mm-hmm. including escape. So, so there's nowhere left to go and there's nothing left to do. Well, there is no business. Everything's been fucked. Uh, my life has been fucked, and I don't actually know how to get it back together um, I, it, it, at all. Uh, this, I'm not even a, I was trying to make this point yesterday, and I know I'm a little bit excited right now. 
trying to make this point yesterday. In 2019, me being angry was my fault. In 2020, me being angry is no longer my fault. It was, it was my decision prior to get involved in politics. I, I could opt in or opt out. At this point, there's no, there's no opt out. And I hope I'm being clear. I know we're a little off, off the rails. I'm a little bit upset. So let's, maybe we should just stay on focus. We haven't gotten to the fucking goddamn story of what I went through. All right. So let's just, let's just look at me making decent speech on the steps of city hall and then get arrested for it. So let's check out those other two clips. Yeah. The producer's not very good at this sometimes. Okay. So you're all right. No, you're, yeah. And that's why I switched to CNN for the, uh, whoops. <laughs> for the screen break but as long as you're okay with the email and whatnot being shown we're good all right so clip two three sorry is oh this is you on the steps of city hall and well yeah. i i've already apologized to you man i've been having some rough nights i don't know if i got something working on me on my health or whatever but i was a mess this this the night before this and up for most of it so I didn't make it. And then my haters are calling me a coward because I didn't show up. Oh, my gosh. People assembly and their free speech. Come here, come here. I disagreed with that. And I took the microphone the following weekend, May 1st. And then that week, I was charged with common nuisance. I was given a form 10, which says... I am not allowed to be within 50 meters of an amplified device. <laughs> I'm not allowed to be a city hall St. Yeah. Catherine. Uh, Queen Han, right beside you on the front steps with her husband. <laughs> I love it. We've already talked about that stuff. Obviously, you can see I was—I told the same story directly to them. So on Saturday, they had uh, their police services were at uh, all four city halls. Um, so there was about four or five cruisers at St. Catherine City Hall. And just prior to the event, I spoke to one of the guys on the scene and pleasant conversation. They said, "Oh, you're—I'm not going to arrest you." I, you're, you know, you're, we're just here to observe. I mean, that's for the conversation. Obviously, they got the orders a little bit later. I mean, I made this defiant speech um, where I called out the paper tiger and they had to demonstrate 
paper tiger has teeth and so forth. Um, again, I think it's a harmless encounter. I think actually it's, I think actually it has social value to, um, to have direct democracy, people forming at the base of a city hall. I think that's the most legitimate place possible in the safest place possible for people to gather and express their views mm-hmm. on politics. And so, um, you know, there was about 60 people there and uh, it was a nice little time. And by the time uh, it was over, I walked uh, with my wife and baby back to the car and a cruiser pulled up behind the car, um, behind our parked car and waited. And uh, so I just walked towards our car and then they got out of their vehicle once we crossed paths with it and, um, you know, said, put your hands behind your back. Uh, you're under arrest. And, um, I was a gentleman about it and, uh, off we went. So I guess we can see what that looked like. Um, it looks a little bit like what then a little bit different than what the, the media represented because they took a picture from me talking to the police prior to the event and then put a headline saying I was arrested at the event. And um, it's actually a different scene and a different officer who did the arrest. So the implication made by the media happens to be different than the implication, than the, than the reality. But right. uh, who would have thought that? No, not in sync. Not in Niagara. Not with Grant LaFleche at the controlling the narrative, at the helm of controlling the narrative. It's uh, oh, well, you know, it's sad. It's probably Beelzebub controlling the narrative, right, Grant? All right, let's get over to this now. Uh, you want to see some more of this? Let's, let's watch the terrible moment where I was handcuffed and placed in the back of a cruiser. And then we can start talking about, I mean, we're about 40 minutes into this now, so we got to really get to the meat and potatoes of this conversation. All right, so this is about four. Which is uh, revealing the inside of the gray cell. All right, here we go. I like my cuffs a little tighter usually when I play with cuffs. Mistress. Yeah? No. Your bag or my bag? Well, good thing you didn't get in a foot race with that one. Are you sure you... What? Hold on. Yeah. So there you go. That's me being... Shandard, are you... uh, Velvet glove arrested uh, and taking it like a true gentleman. Um, At least so I'm told. Uh, the they were like, "Oh, thanks for coming along so nicely." <laughs> oh, no problem. Oh, there's a classic photo. Holy mackerel! Oh, you can't see it yet. Are you monitoring the stream there as usual, Shander? Right 
<laughs> I am monitoring the stream. Is it me with my hands behind my back? No, it's just a picture of you in the back seat, but it's good. It's a really good reflection. Yeah, and that's the right. Brick wall. I was, uh, honestly didn't think it would take as long as it took. I didn't think they'd keep me for as long as they kept me. At mm. that point, I thought it was going to be an in and out kind of operation because uh, I had no idea what was in for. I was in for. Had I known what I was in for, had I known what I was in for, what would I have done differently? Um, probably dressed a little warmer. You mean for the probably, cell? Probably conserved my energy a little bit more, so I had a little bit more energy. If I had known what I was in for, then the shocks that came in waves wouldn't have been so shocking. So you never know what you're in for until you're in for it. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, they took me back to Niagara Falls from there and uh, processed me and uh, masked me and put me in a cell and kept my shoes and my sweatshirt from me. So wait, I was wait, there wait. in that they, yellow. They give you a mask to be alone in a jail cell. No, just for the no. just for any of the inter inter facility transport. Mm -hmm. So from one room to the next. While Wear the mask. Handcuffed. They have a little hook. There's a hook on the outside of the jail cell or the mask, which hung there all night. Um, and I had to wear it multiple times throughout the evening and day. This is, uh, well, all right. So basically, uh, they got their fingerprints, first thing. Um, I was informed I'd be spending the night, which was a shock to me when I heard it. Uh, I, I, I was fairly happy, uh, going in, um, you know, they asked me things like, do you have any sharp objects on you? And I said, only my wit. <laughs> and so they're like, this will be fun tonight. <laughs> uh, and then it wasn't, uh, by the way, it, uh, it, it lost its, it lost its appeal very quickly. Um, so I was checked in to the hotel of hell. Uh, by about four o'clock or so, four thirty, um, and my bail hearing wouldn't be until ten thirty a.m. the next day. So I knew I had eighteen hours of of that. Um, at first, I well, it's I don't know. There's so many different metaphors. It's kind of felt like a room filling with water or something like a like. You know you're okay for now, but eventually you're going to freaking lose it. And, uh, you know, I was there to describe my my in my situation. I was there without my shoes and in that T-shirt. Um, and that's it. It was a cement cell. So cement bed, a toilet at the back with a little water fountain. Uh, the very same kind that, that AOC said that uh, drinking out of toilets. So a water fountain in the back of the toilet and a cement bed, everything the same brick cement, upside down triangular camera in the corner, uh, bear, bearing down at all times, and me uh, in my t-shirt and socks. Um, and um, I handled it very well for four hours. And then they were, they were kind of chit-chatting in the hall, the cops, like, small talking, chuckling, talking about stuff. I'm just trying to sit there, like, let time pass. And I could hear them sort of humming. And this place has an amazing reverb. 
So the reverb in this jail cell is like, no matter what happens, you could I could talk like this and it would be like, at, a, at the entire time, very strange space. So I tried to like block it out, that didn't work. And so I just started like chirping them and I basically chirped them for a good hour and a half about constitution, about me being a peaceful protester, asking them if I was the first activist that they were gonna hold in their facilities and if there will be more and how they'll feel about that. Um, reminding them about their oaths, you know, being like a, a captive audience protester. And I, I put up my, my, I, 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 I verbally lashed out and with as much content material as I could think of until, and I gotta be honest, I gotta be honest, this was keeping me warm, um, this activity. Uh, I was also very upset. I'll be honest. It, st it started to really get to me that I had been in three dimensions incarcerated in a cement box for no crime and i had no recourse and no one was there to say hey guys this is actually wrong so that's awful that's awful that that happened um it's i'm not the first person to spend a night in jail of course so it's not like i'm special for uh, sleeping on a cement bed um I, I i i had to basically have a meltdown in order to get a blanket which i did get and the blanket was very, very comforting. So it's like, uh, one wonders the sort of like head game they play with inmates, um, just because they can. One wonders, I can't necessarily make accusations, but when you're deprived of comfort for six hours and then you get the blanket, it's a, uh, um, it, there's like a sick gratitude, like, uh, like, you know, like a Stockholm syndrome type thing where you're like, Oh God, thank you. Oh my God. This means so much to me. Thank you for a blanket in this prison cell. Yeah, really. And so I was able to get some, so I was able to get some rest. Uh, this was maybe 10 30. I finally, you know, gets relax a little bit, but a couple hours later, um, that's when the other inmates started showing up. So you should, you should understand that prior to this, as far as I could observe, I was the only person in the building. I was the only inmate. I was the only guest of the Hotel Appel, as far as I could see on uh, through in terms of how many li other lights were on and how many, I didn't see any, I didn't hear any other noise. And I am convinced that you don't spend a night in the Hotel Hell without making some noise. Uh, at one point, it's going to get to you and you're going to say something and want, want the police to, to come and fucking deal with your shit. So uh, I did. Everyone else in the Hotel Hell that night did. And there were two other guests. One was a woman who appeared maybe at 2 a.m. I couldn't tell because I had lost track of time. She just screamed and screamed and screamed. She screamed. She screamed like a horror movie director wishes you could get out of your actors. Wow. Again and again and again while banging and banging and banging. So my sleep was very disturbed. Uh, actually, my psychology was very disturbed by having endured that. And I didn't endure it like uh, Lily. I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, I, I was screaming back at her just to, and it didn't work. It's a, it was the battle between the damned, and she won. And at one point, we eventually were depleted of whatever energy reserves we had and we're asleep and we slept. 
And then a McSausage showed up at my door. Uh, and, and then another inmate showed up. And the other inmate also wasn't uh, willing to sit back and, and, and relax. <laughs> he was banging and yelling all morning, preventing any rest wow. at all. So for most of the evening, I was completely strung out and kept awake and agitated by the other guests. Mm -hmm. um, and then, then came my bail hearing. And at the, at the bail hearing, they kept my glasses from me. So I couldn't really see what's going on. And it didn't really matter because nobody had any legal advice for me in terms of keeping me out of this situation. My, my lawyers were there and they were just, they sort of had to let it happen, I guess, as such, in order to keep me out of Thorold Penitentiary. So I uh, um, was presented the bail conditions again. And I said, I said, after 18 hours, solitary, in a cement cell, yes, I do agree to the conditions. Um, uh, because the alternative was obviously to continue to be processed until my trial, to go to, go to Thorold, which is, from what I'm told, worse. Oh, yeah, you uh, wish you were in hell you know. rather than being so, Thorold. And it's not somewhere I deserve to be, and it's not something I deserve to go through, so certainly... I can work around the uh, bail conditions and I can still talk and I can still communicate. I don't have to hold a megaphone, although it is quite egregious that they took that right from me. Um, so, yeah, but then they kept me a good six hours after the bail hearing, really dragged their feet. I mean, they had the prerogative to do so. They don't have to release me right away. All they have to do is the sergeant has to sign the paperwork and so on and so forth. And there was a little paperwork glitch where they got my address wrong. Get this. So it's like two o'clock on Mother's Day, Sunday. I've been in for already about 22 hours and or so. And they uh, they say, okay, we've got your forms. You're good to go. I take, I take my blanket, throw it in the bin. They show me my shoes and sweater, revealing that they had them available at the whole time. My shoes have their laces pulled. So they could have had my shoes, I guess. They pulled the laces, and they gave them back to me upon release. Um, and they brought me to the, the counter to do the, the paperwork stuff. They went through the paperwork, and they had got my address wrong. So instead of Niagara Falls, they put St. Catharines. And I'm like, oh, that's not right. And he says, oh, take him back to the cell. Well, that's the same thing that did to Pastor Art. I believe it is. I did hear that. It's the same thing. Um, and so I uh, I wasn't very happy to be back in the cell without a blanket now, still without my shoes and sweatshirt. You know, suddenly I'm back there for another hour. Um, I was just yelling for my lawyer at that point. You know, I, I was chiding them at that point to be like, look, it's actually a big deal to have restrained my liberty. I have orders from a judge to be released. Let's get it moving, boys. Mm -hmm. Um that sort of stuff. And so, yeah, eventually I was released and it was uh, the longest, awfulest night. That's true. It was a horrible, horrible night. Um, if I if I could send a message to anyone in terms of how to cope with it better, it would be conserve your energy. Don't scream at the other inmates. Uh, probably don't you say anything at all, which is what my lawyer told me to do. But uh, I was past my limit. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I was past my limit. Was um, there any I can't say that I was in my right mind because I had been placed in an environment which is entirely beyond me that is not who i am i'm not i'm not a resident of a cement box so 
I don't really feel particularly responsible for my behavior in that cement box because I was pushed into a psychological environment that's beyond me. Was there any, beyond any of us. Was there any personal gratification in the chirping or did it just get you more excited? Did it keep you sane or like w once you started like venting a little bit, did it help at all or? <laughs> the first half probably, um, definitely. But it did kind of, uh, it did kind of devolve into, you know, nonsensical statements because there's no clear period and exclamation point. Mm -hmm. And, and a cop came around and chided me kind of came around and said, uh, something about like, do you miss your crack pipe? Uh, something like that, which, which, which got me upset. And I was just like, fuck you, buddy. And, you know, mm -hmm. so I did have like a, a little bit of that. Did you um, roll up on any cops that walked in and said, whoa, like, I mean, I heard pastor arts, uh, recounting of events and there was, uh, you know, a upperclassman that came in and said, wait a second, this is, what are you doing? But did you bump into anyone that had an idea or kind of gave you a thumbs up like, dude, this is this is all wrong. This should never happen. Yeah, simply put, yes. Okay. I shouldn't say too much about it, though. Right. But yeah, I did get a blanket. I did get a blanket. I mean, actually getting a blanket in lockup isn't necessarily the most common thing. Um. So somebody realized that they were a little bit in over their heads. And and I, once I got the blanket, I was no longer a prison protester. I was like, okay, okay, I can cope with this. But then they started, the other inmates started screaming mm. and that and that pushed me entirely outside of my psychological boundaries. Mm. Um, you can't, really you can't imagine the hell. Maybe you can, everyone can, maybe they have experiences of bad neighbors or, or something where they just won't shut the fuck up. This was much worse. You know, you can't go out for a dart and be like, oh, I'm going to get some air and get away from that noise. There's nowhere to go, nothing to do, except scream back. Horrible, horrible, horrible. And people have to go through this all the time, apparently. This is a this is a functional system that is operative, operative at all times. And I'm not the first person to experience the, the cold, indifferent embrace of the state. Uh, but it was a new experience for me. Mm. Yeah, one, I hope you don't go through again, man. Um, but I, I don't know how we continue to fight this battle and stay clean. I mean, we're already unemployable by virtue of the state and mainstream media that just say... That's okay, well, there's no economy to, to employ us. So, Dude, at some point. And you know what? And you touched on this earlier. I have never come across... I have never wanted to leave this country so badly. I, I've always been perfectly happy to sit here and fight my little wars that I battle, whether it be local or mostly political, but I've never heard or seen this many people making like executable plans to escape from this country, to get out of this country. I got people in Florida. I got people in Costa Rica. I got people in California. And well, not that I want to go to California, but Florida's looking pretty good right now, man. Texas, like anywhere but here because i don't i just don't want to live with this kind of stuff and uh, i don't know that's right anybody that i know that's, that's got right. a, a lifeline out of here is is uh working it to see that they can get yeah. out yeah it seems it seems that by trying to stand up for the country i am now trapped in it hmm. you know are you able to look back you know from the 
10,000 foot view and and see a confidence or see yes this is going to be all right because I know when you're in it you feel like you're the only guy on the planet and that maybe a bit off more than you could chew maybe this is someone else's fight maybe you need to protect your family more like can you get that far away from it to look at it objectively yet like you're doing the right thing stay the course when i thought when i walked out that everyone would know and should know what had happened um i i don't know if I don't know if that helps. The thing is, is uh, now I am in uh, a character in a play called uh, State Intimidation, Who Not to Become. You know, uh, I, I'm now, uh, the more I show my wounds, the more people are like, whoa, 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 whoa I ain't nobody got time for that. So uh, there's a double-edged sword in terms of uh, expressing how terrible it was because that's just going to signal to people to be afraid. And actually, I do maintain my message, do not be afraid. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, in a more philosophical sense, there's more happening in the world than we can perceive, which means there's always room for hope. Mm. There's so much happening, you don't know what's happening that's helping you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so don't give up, don't despair, and don't do anything uh, entirely self-destructive. Um, hold on, hold on, because it's a big world and there's a lot of things happening. Amen. To um, that. My goodness, yeah. For me, for me personally, I think it's it's an opportunity to be creative. Um, one door closes, another door opens. And uh, so, what if I can't use a megaphone? That's uh, that's on them. That's embarrassing to the state for having to be so insecure that they can't let this guy use a megaphone. That's how insecure they are. Well, guess what? This guy can use camera. This guy can do all sorts of other things. And maybe they'll come for me for that too. Um, Maybe they will. But uh, here's the thing. Um, It would be a lot better if I wasn't out uh, out front all alone uh, in terms of being in this position. And I know I'm not totally alone, but if they were they were facing a hundred people with common nuisance charges. They would kind of start building up to this crescendo of like, wait, wait, what are you guys actually doing? You're going to put all these people in jail for protest. Oh, just that one guy that, you know, half an Niagara doesn't really like at all. Maybe most of Niagara. Okay. You can put him in jail, but you know, more people obviously would need to step up. They don't necessarily need to step up into the protest mode because look, holding a megaphone is a, is an archetype. It's not necessarily a tactic. So uh, the reason I became that, I filled that role is because I have an ideal and it's the ideal of freedom of expression. And being the megaphone guy is the archetype of that role of freedom of expression. And so they tore me down and therefore demonstrated their views on the ideal. And I don't, I'm not married to being that role. I performed that role in order to demonstrate where the ideals have failed us. Mm -hmm. And so now I have other roles to demonstrate activist hat off journalist hat on. I got plenty of stories to tell. Um, And apparently I'm getting better at communication and, and maybe people, people appreciate me a little bit more for having put some skin in the game. 
a friend of mine asked me the other day, is there something you can do to be certified a journalist that makes this more uh, nefarious? You as can far buy as... a fedora. Pardon? Get a fedora and put a little press, piece of paper that says press on it, and uh, you'll be good. <laughs> Just a fedora and you're set. You're a journalist. Oh, uh, also what would help is a blue check mark on Twitter. Oh. Yes. You know, Grant LaFleche doesn't have a blue check mark. Can you believe that? I know he acts like a blue check mark, but hmm. they don't give those things out too well, uh, too freely anymore. And uh, then they take them away from you if you stray from the narrative. So the, the blue. Did check... you have a blue check mark, Jim Fannin? No, never. Oh, <laughs> you used to be able to apply for it. I didn't even do that. A former I didn't, I didn't blue check mark. No. It's supposed to be to stop people from impersonating you, but you know, um, I think impersonation is flattery. Anyways, yeah, I've got a Twitter account who has a, a six-year-old picture of me with a man bun. Right. I had long hair and a man bun, and this guy comes after me all the time. So it's weird to be haunted by my own man bun. <laughs> it's very bizarre yeah. um, to do that. So I think, uh, I we think got, we've told the whole story, Jim. Yeah, we I got some comments it. here before you go. Uh, ask me questions now that you've heard everything that you've heard, and you still got yeah. time to talk. But I think yeah, that's cool. all of the material that I can think of, 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 of to share with you. So yeah. Patrick G says, thank you. There's a lot of gratitude here in the comments section of Facebook. Uh, Maria Hadlow, same thing. Thanks for sharing your story. I'm sorry this happened to you. Uh, some guy on Twitch says, what's wrong with staying at home for a year? Uh, Leighton's in the house. What up, Leighton? Should I answer that? Go ahead. I think he's being uh, facetious. I mean but it is I guess that is a fairly facetious comment, yeah. But, I mean, uh, there's a... Lockdowns have had an impact on the global economy, and at the bottom end of the global economy, there's been a significant amount of suffering and uh, despair as a result of it. So we're talking about hundreds of thousands of deaths in the what we call third world as a result of the global recession. So... Yeah, we're here in the first world enjoying our staycation, um, but that's not necessarily the full calculation of the ethics of lockdowns. Mm -hmm. Miser you. on D Live, Miser on D Live. Thank you for the support. Number one, uh, where did this happen? It's in Niagara region, specifically St. Catharines. Uh, Leighton, 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 Leighton. <laughs> Am I honest? Is my what's my <laughs> what's my Zoom name right now? Uh, God Shelby. darn it. Shelby. It's not on the screen, though. Okay. <laughs> uh, Maria, let's see. May, your mistake was you tried to be nice and work with them and gave a heads up about May 1st, then faked nice and then got you because they are asshats. I'm thinking, May. That's a, that's a fair set of uh, opinions there, I'd say. Lisa Vanderwilt is in. Breaks my heart, she says. Patrick G., stay strong, buddy. And then he wants to know, what's the status of the passport? That a boy, look at Flex, baby. What's a, I don't know the status of what passport. All I think of is vaccine passports. No, they didn't yank your passport while this is all going down. I think down. that's the thing. He's trying to get us blocked from Facebook. <laughs> we talk about it. <laughs> No, dude, I don't think I got any other questions other than, uh, you know, I just want to acknowledge you, one, for coming here, because I know that this, pr well, I know it's not easy to retell the story, especially a traumatic one where, you, you know, 
I mean, yeah, it, it messes with your mental health. You could have been a, in worse shape, but still, it's this is something that you're processing as you go through. You don't have all the knowledge. You don't have all the all the facts of like what, where this is going, and you think, yeah, I'm the only guy on on the planet that's suffering right now. So, one, thank you for retelling the story. I think it's helpful for anyone that's watching that doesn't know the story and man i don't know do you have an action against the state for what this is i mean to me it just looks like unnecessary harassment i mean i know the game here they want to frighten everyone into submission they don't want protesters so well, they're going to take a guy down of standing up for myself uh directly um, in law, in lawfare and lawsuits and other sort of things, that would require fundraising for myself directly. And um, I'm actually not sure how to approach that. I have a different approach. And since you did point out that uh, that it's uh, affecting all of us, the action would should be class action. So I would advocate here and now to everyone to participate and lean towards crowdfunding on behalf of a class action. Uh, think of all of the notable names who have been harassed and intimidated by Niagara region through the police and through the bylaw department. Uh, I think that a class action lawsuit is in order. Um, and that's something that everyone who has been affected by uh, tickets and fines, uh, actually really anyone who um, is a Canadian citizen under the Charter of Rights and Freedoms I would, I would assume has some claim to a class action lawsuit against uh, Niagara Region for their um, brazen interference in our rights. Um, self-justified, self-satisfied, brazen interference in our rights. Um, the right to peaceful assembly, freedom of expression, free, uh, free association, uh, self-determination. Can examine the rights and you can it's we're far, far enough along that we know which rights were are being are being trampled on so class action i'm totally on board with that uh whether or not i should i like involved we should be a spokesperson of such a thing maybe not maybe smarter cleaner uh less uh tainted individuals should be um the class action advocates for niagara um I know you're out there listening, although we are 60 minutes into this recording. Um, I will be continuing to try to suggest this. I don't want to necessarily do fundraising for Shandor, but I do want to do fundraising for everyone. So in terms of, we've gotten this reaction before. I posted Alicia's crowdfund recently, um, and the reaction was, we need a class action lawsuit. And I'm like, heck yeah, we do. So uh, I guess that's that. As well as, you know what doesn't break my bail conditions is a caravan. Now, me being Shandor, I could and have created graphic designs and posters about this idea. Um, I, I could and have uh, created routes uh, and potential uh, times of day and places we could be on a caravan. But, of course, if I'm the guy to do it, then... I guess they'll make caravans illegal next. Um, but that's the thing. So that doesn't break my bail conditions. So if I was to tell people to be at a peaceful assembly, I would break my bail conditions. But if I tell people, let's go for a drive, 
to my knowledge, that doesn't break public health guidelines and is maybe even a better tactic. I mean, we've, we've had a lot of good protests and a lot of maybe lame protests, you know, small. We've had a couple big ones, a couple small ones. I think we've demonstrated the protest tactic uh, in Niagara. What if there were other tactics? And certainly there are other tactics. And um, and so I would leave I would leave the uh, on that thought. I'm not necessarily wanting to leave the caravan, but it's the natural suggestion to make. And I've made it. Um, whether or not people follow up on that, how I, I you know gonna really let gonna really let Shandor do everything folks come on other people can drive too you know come on please help me out here you got another tactic you need tactics we need to keep the pressure on you know what I mean consult Sololinsky's rules for radicals 13 rules uh study them um know what they are practice them both in uh your own activism as well as uh being aware that the that you're the counter-revolution we are the counter-revolution the revolution is against us. The socialist, communist, totalitarian revolution is here and is against us. We are not revolutionaries. We are counter-revolutionaries. We are restorationists. We just want the constitution back. We just want Canada back. So we're not a revolution. We're a counter-revolution. Anyway, study up. Look at what the activist handbooks and guidebooks say. Regarding the caravan, I'm not not the first person to think of a coronavirus, uh, Corona-19 friendly protest through caravans. There's an actual guidebook or or websites that explain how to set it up. So we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Uh, We just have to take the wheel. Where are you going to be tomorrow? Huh? Tomorrow's a big day, no? Carefully chosen words. What I'm going to reply with, uh, I will be in Niagara Falls, where I live. Got it. Uh, do you have a fundraising site up? Is that an avenue that you've pursued? I do you think you're going to need it? A fundraising site that I started. I'm not necessarily. I don't really have a game plan. I uh, I don't expect to get uh, fifteen thousand or twenty thousand dollars worth of donations. So asking for a thousand worth of donations is like, what's it going for? I, I want to sue the bastards, uh, whatever it takes. So, yeah, I have a, a speech is not a crime on GoFundMe currently, but I've never promoted it yet because I'm actually not comfortable being a fundraiser for myself. No, um, I, I think anyone could understand why. Yeah, uh, but it's. You know, I haven't really launched a campaign, so that it does exist as a GoFundMe page, but there's has not been a campaign for it, and I'm not necessarily comfortable in, in that campaign because I'm not. I, um, there's there's only one thing more embarrassing than a crowdfund, and that's a failed crowdfund. Mm. So, <laughs> there you go. Uh, just on the way out, take a little bit of time to uh, discuss the impact on your family. We know the impact on you. We've talked about that quite a bit. You've got a lovely wife and a brand new, well, not a brand new, a year old baby. And uh, I don't expect that, you know, the baby's got so much of an impact, but he could have if you're a different man in front of him. So what's the impact been on the family outside of you? 
Uh, I am a useful member of my family. I am uh, able to help the kid fall asleep. And um, he does notice when I'm absent. And uh, Shelby is very uh, strong and focused in being a mother and um, holding, the, holding the family unit together practically. And so far, so good. good. Um, yeah, I mean... Well, I reached, so far, so good. I reached out. I, 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 we wish as a, as a family that we had more of a society. Uh, Shelby was saying to me yesterday that our son would have zero interactions with anyone so far if it wasn't for protests. The only reason uh, our son Jeez. has any interactions with practically anyone wow. is because of protests. And she told me a story about her at the grocery store with our son where everyone was there in a mask and as predicted jim it's starting to get to him he started screaming and being like freaked out by being in that environment mm. i mean i guess kids get freaked out being in environments masks scare kids extra anyway freaky yeah. about masks everywhere mm -hmm. that is extra freaky kids expect reciprocal smiles mm -hmm. or they think they've done something wrong Right. You understand that? No, you understand that, Jim. Mm -hmm. You love smiling at kids. Mm -hmm. You know that they love smiling back. And so I just would like to, we've talked now for uh, almost a dozen times on your, on your, on your podcast. And um, the first time my, my kid was only five months old or four months old. So that the concerns were a little bit further away at that time. Now we have the anecdote of, of what I just shared that, if he has observed people in masks at the grocery store and it appeared to be a peculiar experience for him as, as predicted, it's a little upsetting for me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, I actually, um, I had an interview with Bill Sawchuk on, on, on May 8th and uh, I walked up to him and I said, Hey, you're the guy, you're the journalist on the scene. Hey. And so he interviewed me and um, in that conversation, uh, we talked about we talked about masks, and uh, he said if it if a mask will keep one person out of the ICU, he'd wear it for the rest of his life. Wow! Um, and wow. I said uh, I said that it takes thirty days to form a habit, and we're fourteen months into this thing. So it took him about a half an hour at the first protest to realize that he didn't have a mask on. I think he was enjoying it so much that he went oh. Oh, wait a second. I can't be caught without a mask. But he was there a half an hour without a mask walking around the crowd. I got and him I said to, to admit a, that anti-masker is a pejorative. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Just like a conspiracy theorist. That's how they deplatform right. you, right? They put you so that your opinion means nothing. If you, Even if you have all the facts and you speak out against the narrative, then they just call you an anti-masker or a conspiracy theorist, and that's supposed to do it. That's supposed to be it. I made these points in my speech that they're rewriting history as we go. Mm -hmm. um, they, they'll, claim, they'll claim your identity, they'll put words in your mouth, or they'll manipulate the meaning of the words that you've said, and they'll deny you the opportunity to reply while claiming your identity mm -hmm. and reporting that misinterpretation only for the purpose of propping themselves up as if they're morally superior. They, they steal our names and identities and uh, intentions and create straw men out of them for them to burn down. 
All right, brother. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Uh, Periscope, Facebook, DLive, YouTube, and Twitch, we were all, we looked like we were glitch-free. The bandwidth was okay. And uh, so just on the way out, any any final words you got for... That's right. Find me on WTF Niagara on Twitter. Uh, uh, I'm basically only followed by haters by this point. So if you're a supporter, come on over to Twitter. Um, I'm also WTFN2 on Facebook now. Because the original WTF Niagara page no, has no admin since my account was nuked last week. And uh, thanks a lot, Jim. I really appreciate that you have, have been here for me to share my stories. And I know you're a free speech warrior. And uh, apparently so am I. So here we are. And thanks mm-hmm. a lot, Jim. You're welcome, brother. Stay strong. And if there's anything else I can do for you, you want to get the message out, I'm only too happy to pick you up. I'm going out with this picture of you in the back of the car, which is an incredible shot. It's at, uh, let's see the timestamp here. It's 2.04. And the image is, uh, it's wild. It's distorted. It's kind of like the story. Uh, Whoever thought we'd be here. Man, I've been talking to a lot of, I got a lot of good new people in my life that have come out of the woodwork, strangers, uh, a year ago that um, are really kind of encouraging it. And uh, so stay strong, bro. Um, much love. Give my best you too, to Jim. the lady. You two people, don't be afraid. Don't be afeard. There may be danger, but don't be afeard. All right, brother, I'm going to cut you loose. Um, it should be uh it should be up for for uh your consumption everywhere after it uh well it takes a little while to uh to render on youtube but everywhere else you should be able to watch it anyways so all right my brother keep strong we'll talk soon peace out Mm, that's how you do that shandor Liggett Falvey. Liggett Falvey. Uh, I'm almost got it down. It's not even that hard to say. Uh, so this should be an image that will haunt you for some time. <laughs> it ain't pretty, but... Wow. Look at that brick wall. I don't know, man. Anyways, thanks for uh, checking it out. Continue to comment. If you've got any questions, Shandor will come in and answer them, I'm thinking, directly, if you're on the fake book. Uh, Periscope, at Team Niagara, although I'm still broadcasting. Periscope was supposed to die at the end of March, and here we are in May, and Periscope is still broadcasting. Now, I'm broadcasting under my old account that was uh, targeted by lefty radical wingnuts and, and terminated. And so was at Jim Fannin show, but at Jim Fannin still broadcasts on Periscope. So when I uh, share it out later, you'll be able to see the at Jim Fannin Periscope account, which is still active. Fake book, share it around if you like it, please. If you hate it, tell us so. We love the hate speech. We love the hateful comments in uh, in the comment section. It's fun. D Live, thanks for your participation. YouTube, we're broadcasting now as True Tube account on YouTube. So that's T R E W Tube, T R E W. And then True.Tube actually has this broadcasting as well. 
that'll be the paywall site and one day this is all going to go away and that's all you'll be able to the only place you'll be able to see it soon is behind the paywall stop giving this stuff away and in the spirit of giving love to my local artists i think we go out with a little want some this is m factor Matt McPherson is the brilliance behind this um, project, I guess we call it. All right. I'm Jim Fannin. This is the Jim Fannin Show. Peace. Love. Hug your neighbor. And for crying out loud, whatever you do, rip that diaper off your breathing apparatus and never put it back on. Defy. Do not comply. And trust me, nobody's going to tackle you when you walk into the uh, LCBO without a mask. One year, one month and counting. Never worn one, people. Try it. It's liberating. You're not going to die. Do not be afeard. Be very afeard. I'm out.